Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Welcome everyone. We're so glad to be back with you. David and I want to make sure that we bring you the next in the series of 10 ways to recession proof your practice. Now I know we talked about recession and that was the word we used, yep. but I think what we also want to make sure you realize is that even though that was the terminology, these same things are how we have built our practice. Yeah, exactly. So what do you mean by those processes? Yeah, so what we're going to do, here we are. We are at, well, what, what number are we at, Dave? We're at number uh, nine. The number last nine, right? one we yeah. did was utilizing technology mm -hmm. to recession-proof your practice. So right. what we're going to do this time is we're going to talk about creating systems and processes. So yep. David led, led you to the answer, but here's what it is. Create systems and processes to be more efficient for your patients. And then we'll talk about what some of those are. But what I mean by that is that when you go through stuff in the office and you get really busy, you tend to forget things and the things maybe you don't no? maybe, maybe you're not forget maybe you don't forget <laughs> things maybe they're left out on purpose we, because we, you're busy right yeah, that can happen yeah i think we've all been guilty of that yep, now yep. in an eye exam we don't do that we no. want we want to make sure that that's very consistent every time although we have come back and a piece of equipment's not being used right for some reason we're True. not sure what's going on oh well that takes extra two minutes so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we kind of share with you the ways that we have found have helped us not right. have any struggles in those areas. So I want to read them a little a little uh, excerpt from Atul Gawande's book, mm -hmm. The Checklist Manifesto. So if mm -hmm. you guys will be patient with me, I know if you're watching us, then this is a boring moment. If you're listening, it's still talking. So here it is. And what he did in this book, so I should give them some background. So yep. Atul Gawande is a surgeon, mm -hmm. and he is one of the doctors that was part of the WHO's uh, test to look at the worthiness or the importance of a checklist in surgery. And so they went through this book, and it's actually spellbinding. Yeah. That's the word I'm going to use. Spellbinding. Okay. <laughs> because I really believe that when, when you read it, I mean, I yeah. sat down to read it. Remember, probably 2010. The book came out, I think, long. in 2009. Yeah. And Allie was born in 2000, and I had a C-section. Yep. And I read this, and I could not believe. Yeah, we were kind of shocked. That they didn't That they have were not using checklists, checklists. for your, your C-section. Yeah, for my C-section. Yeah. And I read it as a patient and couldn't believe yeah. what I was reading. They're that It's that new. Yes. And then as a doctor yeah. reading it, I was blown away by the fact that there aren't many people still who utilize a checklist right. in business. Mm -hmm. So he goes through the history of a checklist. Do you remember where in the book where he says it was first developed? Yeah, it was the bomber. Yes. World in the War II? Airline industry. Was it before World War II or War so it was, it was right at that same time. So he yeah. talks about the first checklist, and that was in 
flying and aviation yep. Yep. and how the pilots developed it because when new technology came out, it was found that it wasn't as easy to follow the process if there wasn't a checklist. Right. So then fast forward to the time when the WHO put this uh, research out saying, let's mm -hmm. see if it'll help in surgery and yep. deaths, the death rate decreased by almost half. Hmm. And so it was incredible, the results and many more results. So you guys have to read the book. Right. But here's the excerpt. It says, in a complex environment, experts are up against two main difficulties. The first is the fallibility of human memory and attention. So what we talked about, right, Dave? The mm -hmm. fallibility of human memory and attention, especially when it comes to mundane, routine matters that are easily overlooked under the strain of more pressing events. And then in parentheses, or in, yeah, in parentheses, he says, for an example, when you've got a patient throwing up and an upset family member asking you what's going on, it can be easy to forget that you have not checked her pulse. And so that's an example he gives. Faulty memory and distraction are a particular danger in what engineers call all or none processes, whether running to the store to buy ingredients for a cake, preparing an airplane for takeoff, or evaluating a sick person in the hospital. If you miss just one key thing, you might as well have not made the effort at all. Now, wow. that's the first one was fallibility of human memory and attention. Right. But the second problem, it says, a further difficulty, just as insidious, is that people can lull themselves into skipping steps even when they remember them. In complex processes, after all, certain steps don't always matter. And he has always in, in italics. So perhaps the elevator controls on airplanes are usually unlocked and a check is pointless most of the time. Mm -hmm. Perhaps measuring all four vital signs uncovers a worrisome issue in only one out of 50 patients. It's never been a problem before, people say, until one day it is. Yep. And so when you think about that, so what was the first one? The first one was you just forgot mm -hmm. to do this one thing. Mm -hmm. The second reason would be because after You're, all, it doesn't happen that often. Right that anything goes wrong. Right. But if you're the one it goes wrong with, it's, it's everything falls apart. Issue. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a doctor in an office, there's mm -hmm. no way in this world I want to take a chance that even one patient has something go wrong. It's right. not worth it. Right. The problem though is in many offices, whether it's a, I don't know, whether it's a doctor's office mm -hmm. or whether it's an air conditioning business or it's a contractor, I don't care what you do. Yep. You want to have a checklist because the checklist is going to provide protection against such failures. Yep. And that's what they found in the airline industry. Mm -hmm. So as you look at flying and how important that is, obviously they don't want to be crashing a plane. They found it was important. We feel like the things in our office are just as important. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some things we've made checklists for when we think about it? So, you know, I can go through some of the ones that I can remember right off the top of my head. And I know you in the finance world have your own checklist that you make sure that you yep. go through reminders. Yeah. So for us, I think one of the most important things is in every room, every, every, if you go to our office, you'll, you'll go into rooms. That's the way an eye doctor's practice is yeah. set up is we have rooms that everybody goes into this one for these measurements and that one for that. Mm -hmm. And so every room has technology. Yep. And every piece of technology, there's a process by which they should take measurements. Exactly. And the, the process is spelled out for the patient too. Right. Because the patient needs to know what's happening too with each piece of equipment. So yeah. that's part of, that's actually part of the process. And it's interesting because when things go wrong, we can always map it back to mm -hmm. 
someone didn't follow what do they the miss? checklist. Yes. Or admitted that, what do they miss say? Even with it written down, sometimes it can be messed up. Right. So, so we love how these checklists have helped us throughout the mm-hmm. practice, whether it's dispensing eyewear, that's mm-hmm. one place. Yep. It's really important that when a patient comes in to pick up their glasses, that we don't just hand them to them and say, enjoy. Right. But we want them to put them on, feel them, make sure that they feel okay. We want them to make sure they can see with them. Yep. So we have steps that we go through. So it's not a book. So I think that's the important thing to remember is that processes, when we say set up checklists, processes, create systems, right? we're not saying necessarily write an entire book because mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to read that right? and they're still going to skip it. Yep. And it, it's everything from what? Checking in the, the, the glasses when they come in from the lab yes, or the contact lenses. Right. That needs to be checked specifically in, in a certain way and needs to be put in a certain place and it needs to be noted that it's there. So there's all these things that have to be followed. Right. And when we, it's it's interesting because when we read out, when I told him number nine, David, when I walked through this, I told everybody that the systems and processes help us become more efficient, but mm -hmm. who is it for? It's for our patients. Right. Because in the end, we want to make certain that we create an experience that's great for our patients. And how does that recession proof your practice? Well, if you follow the same steps every single time, people get to really appreciate it. They understand what to expect when they come in. It's no different than going to Chick-fil-A or any other business. Mm -hmm. And you expect your food to be cooked the same way every time. Yeah. You expect the service to be the same every time. Yep. And I can tell you if it were me, if I went once and it was not right, I'd probably try again. But if I go two or three times and it's just an off, you know, you get it. It's right one time. It's not the next. And Mm -hmm. it just keeps happening. I don't know that I'd even take a chance. No, definitely not. And in our industry, we don't get two chances. We get one. Mm-hmm. And so we want that experience to be amazing. So what else? Where else do we have checklists? You mentioned uh, checking in our product when we get it in. Right. And I love that we, we do that because patients know that they can, they can know that they get the right result mm-hmm. every single time. And then the other place, I think that when you look at it, not just checking in product, but also making certain that... Um, Hey, 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 guys, if you're watching, you see our doggy is in the picture right now. That's a first. But um, yeah, checking in product, making sure that everything's right every single time. And then the, I think the other thing, too, for me, that's really important is just how we take care of our patients. So mm-hmm. as they come in the door, what is the first thing that happens? And we definitely have a checklist that walks us through even how long should somebody wait out front? Yes, for sure. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. So appointment scheduling is pretty important, right? Absolutely. And it's interesting because the people that are actually answering the phones and Mm -hmm. verifying insurance those team members will actually tell us in in some of our team meetings, 
hey, you guys got to follow the process. If we start falling apart and don't collect all the information we need to when we schedule the appointment, Mm -hmm. it makes it really difficult because then when the next person goes to verify insurance to make sure that we know everything about what is needed for that patient, they don't have the right data. No. So now they're having to call the patient and they're having to say to the patient, I'm so sorry we didn't ask you this, this, and this. Right. And nobody wants a phone call anymore anyway. If a patient calls, they give you one call. After that, they, they'd really rather communicate other ways. Right. So it definitely makes makes a mess. Or they show up and it's not completed. Now it's even, now it just throws yes. everything off. So Which, get, going back to the beginning, right? Why do we, Why are we leaving things out? Because all of a sudden you've got seven people up in the front waiting. Right. Yeah. And you either forgot, which is yep. the one reason he says, or... It got really busy and we, somebody somewhere decided to leave out the step that doesn't always matter. Right. And Well, they think it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting too, David, is we talk about, in our team meetings, we'll talk about the the appointment scheduling. We talk about what this should look like when a patient arrives at the office. We go through a checklist Mm -hmm. on that. Greet our patients with a smile. Say welcome. Welcome is such an important word. Say welcome. And... Make sure you collect the information there you need to, but don't make it be too long. We want it to be fast, five right. minutes or less as they get started into the experience in the practice. Yep. And time after time, if you look at our reviews, patients will say something positive about that very first moment. Right. And that's why it's so important to have a checklist even for that very first moment. Yep. What was the other thing uh, I was thinking about? Yeah, you talked about the check-in process, making sure that that's right. Phone answering. Yes, and you talked. Oh, you talked about. David mentioned a minute ago the fact that somebody might leave something out because they think that it's not always important. Right. But you know what's interesting is when you hire new people, they don't know what's important. Yep. I've been doing this for. I just realized uh, I started optometry school because Allie just started optometry school. So I was thinking, how long has it been for me? Thirty-two years ago. And so if you look at all the years, I have that much knowledge that mm-hmm. leads me to the reason we do the things we do yep. and the reason we have the checklist we have. New people, when they come into the office, they have no idea no. why we do it a certain way. Nope. And so it's important to have those meetings. Leads right into the team training. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. So what are we doing for team training? And the reason that's important, I love that you bring it up is because you can put all the lists together you want. Right. I can have 50 to 100 of them, but if we don't actually follow them and don't know how to, then they don't do us any good. Right. So team training, I think, David, is so important because it helps us to all make sure we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. It gives me a chance also to explain to our team why we do things the way we do. Yep. It helps me to be able to tell stories. I think the stories are important because they need to know... Here's an example of when it worked. Here's an example of when it didn't. Right. And then when it doesn't work, we don't get upset with people. We just say, hey, guess what? This was a great learning opportunity. Right. Let's learn. Right. Let's figure out why. Let's figure out what fell apart. Mm-hmm. And let's find out how we can do it better next time. Right. And you're not accusing them of anything. It's a matter of, and, and maybe it was somebody else that did something wrong, but you're going to talk to somebody else in the, or the whole team about how are we going to fix this? Right. And what is this all about? Yeah. What's your, so. what, what David's alluding to, I love this too, is that, and maybe they don't appreciate it. I think that they do. The reason I do it and the reason I've seen it done in other teams, what David's saying is when we have a failure in the practice, mm-hmm. 
what we typically do is we bring it up to everybody at now, the I same don't, time. Right. I don't point somebody out. Right. And it could be that everybody else doesn't even know that it happened. And they still don't know who. Right. Because who doesn't matter? What matters is what happened. And then we how bring can it to their attention. It? And if I need to teach one person, it's likely I need to teach everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm very clear with friends, colleagues, family. I don't care. I'm very clear about the fact that ultimately it all comes back to me. It isn't actually their fault. When something goes wrong, it's my fault. It's yeah. my fault because as the leader, yep. I haven't either given them the right tools. We haven't created that checklist to show them what this process should be like. Mm-hmm. We haven't walked through how to execute. And we haven't also shared stories that help them to understand the reasons and the value. It's a lot of stuff. So we can't end, though, without one more thing. <laughs> as you think about having processes and protocols and checklists for the practice, the way that it actually helps you to be more profitable is that it helps you to be consistent every time with Mm -hmm. every patient. Right. It makes them trust you because they know that you do things that you do for a reason. Yeah. And it helps you to create an experience that people enjoy and want to be a part of. Right. Makes our life easier too. Love it. Uh, We're so glad that you joined us for this one. I mean, I'm passionate about this. I could talk for two hours and some of you have seen me talk about this for two hours. Yes, she does very easily. And and even just this last weekend. So I'll leave you with an example. So we uh, love the whole concept and the whole process of myopia control. The concept we love because we've learned so much over the years. Mm-hmm. We love myopia control as a uh, whole, as the practice, because it helps our patients tremendously. Right. But we had a failure, and by that I mean we had a patient family that had a misunderstanding about what we were doing. They didn't understand things that we had said, and we just weren't real clear about it. Right. And so what did it make us do? Go back through the (laughs) whole entire process. Yeah, we went back through all of our our paperwork, our contracts, our scripts, the verbiage we use when we talk about it. Because the last thing I want to do is ever disappoint a patient. Right. And so that just happened to us in the last week. And here's what's good about it. We have revamped our website, all of our paperwork, and had team trainings about it. So that's what's really cool about this. Mm -hmm. When you believe in it and know that it works, then it helps you to be able to put this in in place and create an office that you really just love to go to and your patients do too. Yep. All right. What's next? Uh, We're going to talk about number 10 next. So we hope you'll join us for the last and final, and it doesn't mean these are the only ways, (laughs) but the last one that we're going to talk about in the 10 steps to recession-proof your practice. 